0: Hey guys, welcome to a Light in the Darkness podcast. I'm Carly Robison. I'm a wife, a mother, and a person who's been suffering with severe health challenges for over 10 years. Through that time, I've had successes and failures while trying to maintain a positive attitude. Now I want to share what I've learned with you, hoping to make your hard times a little easier. This podcast is to help those of us facing times of darkness and trial find ways to let the light in. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to my A Light in the Darkness podcast. I couldn't begin this special episode without letting you all know how grateful I am for you. I'm so grateful that you listen to my interviews every week. I'm grateful that you share them with your family and friends. I'm so grateful for all of you who've subscribed and even commented and left a review of this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening on. Not only do all of these things help me out tremendously, but more importantly, they help people who are struggling through difficult and dark times in their lives. Find hope and light and strength. I'm so thankful for you guys. So, as you know, tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day in the United States. I always love the opportunity to spend time with my loved ones and to reflect on all of the blessings that we've been given. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, this year Thanksgiving is going to look a lot different for most of us. But to me, I, I kind of feel like it's a wonderful opportunity that's been given to us. As I say often, we can become bitter at things like governments and healthcare workers who have asked us to help stop the spread of a virus that has reached pandemic proportions. We can complain about how different our lives look right now and that we feel like people should respond to this outbreak in a multitude of ways. We can become bitter at everything that is going on around us. Or we can take a moment to pause to slow down, and to wonder how we can use this time to become better. We can be grateful for many things, even as we are going through hard times in our lives. It's my hope and my prayer that the Spirit will speak to you through this podcast episode and that you will feel inspired to truly give thanks this week. There is always so much to be grateful for. I've heard people say that they're grateful for their trials, and I admit, I was a skeptic at first. I mean, I can understand being grateful for things like maybe us not having very much money while my husband was attending dental school, because that trial taught me the importance of living within our means and having a food storage of some kind, because you never know when you'll need to use it, and we did need to use it during that time. It could be something little, like running out of a certain ingredient that I need to make dinner. Because something like that gives me the opportunity to talk to my neighbors and to feel grateful that I didn't have to run to the store. But before my big trials, I couldn't imagine being grateful for big, seemingly endless trials, like the struggles with my health, for instance. Or like our current worldwide pandemic, But I'm here to tell you that I am. Does that mean that I wouldn't be grateful if one day it went away as suddenly as it came on? Of course not. But I'm so grateful for the lessons I've learned through my trials. Elder Dieter F. Ukdorp said, Everyone's situation is different, and the details of each life are unique. Nevertheless, I have learned that there is something that would take away the bitterness that may come into our lives. There is one thing we can do to make life sweeter, more joyful, even glorious. We can be grateful. It might sound contrary to the wisdom of the world to suggest that one who is burdened with sorrow should give thanks to God. But those who set aside the Bottle of bitterness and lift instead the goblet of gratitude, can find a purifying drink of healing, peace, and understanding. I've asked my friend Jeanette Stone to share a few thoughts on gratitude. I've always been impressed by her ability to focus on the things she's grateful for as she deals with a lot of trials, specifically the trial of infertility. She's constantly writing daily gratitude journal entries for us to read on social media. I love it because it helps me to remember that I should be doing that daily too because it's something that's always helped me in my life. So here are some of Jeanette's thoughts on gratitude.
1: Thanks, Carly, for having me and inviting me on to the podcast today. Um, My name is Jeanette Stone. I am an LCSW and I am a couples therapist here in the Salt Lake Valley. Um, I have been in practice for... Oh my goodness, how long have I been a therapist now? I've been working in social services for over 20 years and I've been working as a therapist um, since my internships back around 2010, 2011. Um, And in my life, um, I have also um, been on an infertility journey for the last almost 15 years now. And so I thought I would talk a little bit about gratitude from those two different perspectives, both the clinician and the person that's gone through this journey and is still on this journey of trying to create my family. Um, One of the things is there's a lot of science actually out there behind gratitude and behind like the process and the impact it has on our lives. One of the things I really like to emphasize when I talk about gratitude is that for me, gratitude is is the opposite of depression. So gratitude helps us focus on everything that we do have in our lives, whereas depression helps us focus on everything we don't have in our lives. And so one of the things that I like to talk about when I'm talking about depression is gratitude because it's hard to hold those two things in the same space in our minds and in our emotions and in our body. And so, the practice of gratitude is one that can be helpful for mental health and and even physical health. Um, one of the, there are kind of seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude, um, and I'm going to go through them really quick here, just kind of give you guys an idea of what it is that gratitude can bring to your life, not other, well other than just like, oh, I had a better day because I thought about the good things in my life. There's actually a lot of science behind it. Um, One of the things is gratitude opens doors to more relationships. Um, Studies have found that things like thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing friendship. Um, And then it can also help you win new friends just in general by being more grateful, Um, gratitude also improves your physical health Um, grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and they report feeling healthier than other people Um, not surprisingly grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health so there's that's part of the the physical health benefits Um, gratitude also improves our psychological health like I was was mentioning gratitude reduces like a multitude of toxic emotions ranging from like envy and resentment to frustration and regret um gratitude effectively increases happiness and like I was saying before reduces depression gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression and I always think that's really interesting that people who are are grateful are more likely to behave in pro-social manner um even when like other people, behave less kind towards them, and I thought that was an interesting point about the way we interact with other people when we're grat- when we're in gratitude. Um, grateful people they actually sleep better. Um, writing in a gratitude journal can improve your sleep. Um, just by like spending fifteen minutes jotting down a few things you're grateful for before bed, just can improve improve your sleep. And then gratitude improves self-esteem, um, It reduces social comparison, which for me has been a big piece in my own journey with infertility, is we spend a lot of times thinking about what we do and we don't have and comparing to others. And so for me, that's been a very important benefit for my personal journey. Um, And grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. And that's part of the improving self-esteem is because you can look at your friend and go, oh, I'm so proud of them or so Grateful for what they're being able to go through, too, not just what you are grateful for yourself as well. And then gratitude increases mental strength. Um, not only does it like reduce stress, but it also plays a major role in overcoming trauma. And recognizing all that you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times of your life, can increase and foster resilience. So for me, this is kind of what brings me up to my story and kind of my journey and with um, infertility and gratitude. So I was first diagnosed with PCOS in 1997 when I collapsed on on the side of the road um, in Ephraim, Utah after having a cyst rupture. Um, on my ovary, I hadn't been diagnosed before that, and it was like a surprise. I just knew that I hadn't had a period in ten months, and the doctor in the in the ER said, "Well, you looks like you have PCOS, and it's going to be really hard for you to get pregnant." I'm like, okay, all right, and that was my first introduction to PCOS and the possibility that it was going to be difficult for me to have kids. Fast forward to 2006 um, when me and my husband got married and we started trying for kids right away and I just didn't get pregnant. I didn't get pregnant, didn't get pregnant. It wasn't a huge surprise and so I went in and talked to my doctor but and he put me on Clomid. That didn't work Um, and then my doctor passed away. And I got into grad school at the same time. So not only did I lose the doctor I was working with, I also got into grad school. So we decided just not to prevent for a while more and continued with grad school. And my husband did grad school at that same time as well. And then grad school ended and we started trying to get pregnant again. This time I went back to to another doctor and they referred me to... The Utah Reproductive Care Center. And I started there. And that was approximately 2012. And we worked with them and did, you know, probably 15 or so medicated rounds. Um, I got pregnant once and had a miscarriage, and then went on to do more medicated rounds. Um, and also did two IUIs, which are intrauterine insemination. And I am currently now working with um, Utah Fertility Center doing a round of IVF. So that is the short version of my infertility story. Um, This journey with infertility has been difficult to say the least. One of the things that's interesting about research around the stress with infertility is they've shown that it's the same level of stress as someone who's dealing with cancer. And just to kind of give you some comparison on what it is, it's because of the body trauma, the body betrayal, all the medications, the shots, um, all the hormones you're putting through your body. So the mood instability and those type of things that come into play. So as part of this journey, I started doing a gratitude journal, um, And so in the beginning, I did a gratitude journal that I only wrote like three things down, but over time I found that it was actually more optimal for me to write five things because when I had to think of more things, then I would look around my environment more and notice as part of my day more the things that I had in my life that were positive. When dealing with infertility, it's... Easy to get kind of bogged down in, like, I don't want to do one more test, I don't want to have to take one more shot or one more blood draw or one more internal ultrasound, all of those different things. And it's hard to remember that I actually am really lucky and blessed to be in a position where I can. Have blood draws. I can have internal ultrasounds. I can talk to doctors that I have that opportunity. Even though my insurance doesn't cover like IVF, we were able to save up money for that. I was able to um have my blood draws those were covered by insurance and so and there are people out there that don't have that opportunity and so by being able to focus on multiple things it helped me switch from a mindset of not just these are all the things i have to do and these are the things that are heavy for me but also there's this whole other area of like i could be grateful that i even have the opportunity to try and that put a lot of my journey in perspective for me. Another thing that's been part of my journey is I um, volunteer as a support group leader for an organization called the Utah Fertility Resource Center. And in that, I have been able to witness dozens and dozens of um, men and women's journeys of infertility and to be able to be really grateful to be able to be part of those journeys and to be able to see the paths that they've gone on to parenting, whether that is through um, IUI, IVF, medicated rounds, or through adoption. And to be able to witness their journeys is something I'm very grateful for and something that has helped with perspective and in my journey as well. Um, The other thing that's a practice for me that's similar to what a lot of people are doing right now online is every November for about the last, I think, six years now, I've posted um, a post a day on Facebook, like a lot of people are doing, like I said, to of the things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes I've used prompts. There's lots of great prompt lists out there. If people are interested, you can Google um, gratitude prompt lists and they'll give you a calendar for 30 days. And you can use that online or um, use it on your own in a journal. There's lots of different ways that people can practice gratitude. It doesn't just have to be a gratitude journal. It can be having a box that every time something you're grateful for comes up, you write a note and you put it in the box. Um, One of my other favorite gratitude practices is the idea of a gratitude collage or a gratitude album on your phone, which is the idea that you take pictures of things that you're grateful for. You can keep a file on your phone that says, gratitude and then if you're having a bad day then you can go back through and scroll through all those different pictures and be like oh yeah that was really a great moment to kind of be a pick-me-up as well is another way to use gratitude Um, you could also print the pictures out and hang them in a collage so it's somewhere in your home that you're always being faced with these ideas of things that you're grateful for. I always default back to toilet paper. I know that sounds silly, but I'm super grateful that I live in a time where I have that as an option. And the thing is, is people sometimes get so serious about the things that they're grateful for. And the reason I default back to toilet paper is because it seems simple or silly, but it's also something that we can be grateful for. Sometimes when I get stuck for ideas, I'll think of the hands of the people who created the things that I use on a daily basis, the people who built my house, the people who maintain our sewer systems, the people who sewed have sewn like the pillows or blankets on my bed, you know, all of those different things that I didn't do, but there were someone's hands that created those things. And I can be grateful for those people and their work and their effort. So that's a little bit on my journey and why infertility and gratitude kind of go hand in hand for me. And a little bit about gratitude in general. I hope you guys learned something and there's something you can take away from this today. And have a great night and happy Thanksgiving.
0: Wow. That was so awesome. I learned so many things that I didn't know. And I love to hear all of the um, different ways that gratitude can actually affect your physical and mental health in a positive way. So thank you so much for sharing these things with us, Jeanette. And um, for those of you who are interested in her um, thoughts on infertility, or um, if you're wanting to kind of learn more about her and her um, practice for therapy, then I will also include links to those things in my show notes. So um, as we go on, I just wanted to kind of read a a quote from a leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Her name is Sister Bonnie D. Parkin, and she said, Gratitude requires awareness and effort, not only to feel it, but to express it. Frequently, we are oblivious to the Lord's hand. We murmur, complain, resist, criticize. So often, we are not grateful. In the Book of Mormon, we learn that those who murmur do not know the dealings of that God who created them. The Lord counsels us to not murmur because it is then difficult for the Spirit to work with us. Gratitude is a spirit-filled principle. It opens our minds to a universe permeated with the richness of a living God. Through it, we become spiritually aware of the wonder of the smallest things, which gladden our hearts with their messages of God's love. This grateful awareness heightens our sensitivity to divine direction. When we communicate gratitude, we can be filled with the Spirit and connected to those around us and the Lord. Gratitude inspires happiness. And carries divine influence. I just love that thought because I think it really kind of puts an exclamation point on the things that Jeanette was talking about, um, different ways that, that gratitude can really open our eyes to the world around us. Last week, the the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, his name is Russell M. Nielsen, he issued a challenge for everyone to give thanks for the things they're grateful for every day for a week. And it was interesting because I noticed before he issued this challenge, my social media feeds were just full of people (laughs) upset in one way or another about how people were responding to COVID-19. It was also full of people um, from different political parties shouting about how their view was right and everybody else's views are wrong. It was full of comments of hatred And misunderstandings. Honestly, I haven't even been on social media as much because it had become so dark and depressing. But after the Give Thanks challenge was issued, my feed completely changed. People were posting pictures of their loved ones, writing messages of love for people who have touched their lives, sharing testimonies and gratitude for their Father in heaven and Jesus Christ, and even being grateful for the circumstances they're in right now and explaining why. It was a night and day difference, and I love it. I wish it was how social media was all the time. I think that's one of the best parts about this, and like Jeanette was saying, gratitude isn't just something that happens when, once a year around Thanksgiving. It shouldn't be something that we just focus on at that time. I think that it is so empowering to focus on daily gratitude, recognizing every single day something good that has happened. There have been times in my life, and I've talked about this um, in a lot of blog posts that I have on my website, carlyrobison.org. And um, I just kind of share how I got to a really dark place one time. It was after I had been dealing with my health diagnosis for a while. And I was having a lot of personal problems as well as these physical problems. And I got to a place where I felt darkness surrounding me. And one of the first things that helped me to climb out of what I call my pit and to be able to start to see the light again was me doing this gratitude journal. I took the time to right for me at that time. It was just three time things every night that I was grateful for. And honestly, at the beginning, it was so difficult and it would be the same almost every day. It would be, I'm grateful that I'm still alive. I'm grateful that maybe I didn't have an allergic reaction that day, or I'm grateful that the medicine worked. Um, okay, now that I'm thinking about those, those are like really big things to be grateful for. (laughs) But to me, it just felt so simple because it was something that was happening in my life every single day. And, but as time went on, the more that I focused on doing, oh shoot, I've got to have these three things every night. And so I better start paying attention so that I don't have to sit there for so long before I can go to sleep. And it really did open my eyes to a world of so many things surrounding me, so much goodness and so much light. And even though I was going through a difficult time, there's always something to be thankful for. I asked my friend Camille Johnson to share her experiences of focusing on gratitude while facing a hard time in her life. I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit from her. She also has a podcast. It is awesome. It's called Finding the Floor. And I will link that in my show notes as well. There are going to be a lot of links today. (laughs) She is also a major reason of why I started my own podcast. She gave me the confidence that I needed to follow the promptings that I had had for a long time. To stop making excuses of why I couldn't do a podcast or shouldn't do a podcast. And she just told me to jump in with both feet. I did and I haven't looked back. And it's been a tremendous blessing in my life. So
2: here is Camille. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Camille Johnson, and I'm so excited that Carly invited me to share some thoughts about having gratitude while going through trials. I want to thank Carly. She has this great podcast that I think is inspiring so many people. And again, I want to thank her because it's my first time being a guest so um i guess i'll just begin my story so about 18 months ago i was on a cruise celebrating my 20th wedding anniversary and my husband and i i think we were three or four days into our cruise and we were on the island of saint thomas and i got a phone call and first of all, that just getting that phone call was pretty rare because we were using Google Hangouts to call our kids while we were on the boat so we could use the Wi Fi. And we didn't really have cell service when we were not in like a US territory, but St. Thomas was a US territory. And we were there, and I get this phone call, and it's from my dad. And he was at the hospital with my mom who had just been diagnosed with stage four brain tumor called a glioblastoma. And we were all pretty shocked because my mom has just been always very healthy, just always into making us eat healthy foods and eat our vitamins and what can you do to boost your immune system? It was just always like that with her when I was growing up and she just was always trying to find ways to be healthy and so i think all of us were quite shocked and i don't i guess you know any cancer diagnosis is not really expected and so that was really hard to be so far away most of my family was with her and so it was just kind of also really hard to be away What was interesting, though, is as I came away from that call, my first thought, which I am so grateful for that I had it, because I think it helped me have a grateful outlook throughout this whole process with my mom's illness, was, wow, how did I even get this phone call? I'm so grateful that I got the phone call. And... So I think we got some more information, maybe through an email, because, you know, we weren't always in service that she was going to go in for surgery on the tumor. So brain surgery on the tumor. My mom, you know, was 79 at the time. And I just, I was worried that she wasn't even going to make it through brain surgery. That seemed really scary. And we were still on our cruise, like the turnaround was really fast. And I just remember again, another kind of little miracle. And we're sitting on the deck, I think we were getting ready to watch one of the late night movies outside and I get a phone call, we're in the middle of the ocean, (laughs) in the middle of the ocean and my cell phone rings. And it's my dad. And he tells me that my mom has made it through surgery fine. That there have been a little few complications because of the trauma to her brain while they were getting the tumor out. But they got most of it that they could reach. There was a little bit left that she was going to have chemo and radiation to deal with that. And that she was okay. She had to have physical therapy because her right side was not really working at first but then after she left the hospital she could move her arm and leg although it was a lot weaker so those two little miracles at the beginning of this whole process with my mom and having her get cancer really helped me just be grateful I sort of had that focus the whole time as we went through this journey with my mom and my family because she did eventually lose that battle she passed away just this past August um, but she fought the whole way they said she would have 6 to 18 months and she went the full 18 months so my mom at least she was a fighter so a couple other things that I thought was interesting and I'll just kind of go over things that I was worried about I remember as I was sitting you know on this cruise trying to think of ways that I could reach out to my mom and all of these things i was worried about kind of got ticked off to be able to work for me so i live in ohio my mom lives in utah and i just wanted to be able to visit her regularly i mean while she's here i just want to make sure i connect with her and so i was thinking well i'll try to travel every four to six weeks if i could and what was kind of cool is that the times when i couldn't travel to be with my mom near the beginning, because she could still travel, like my dad and my mom came for one of my kids' musical concerts, and then they came for a funeral that happened to be in Ohio as well. So there were two different times that I couldn't get away when I wanted to, and they came to visit me. So I still was able to just visit with my mom, and I just was like, wow, I'm so grateful. And I just was able to recognize all these little things throughout the way as I thought about how gratitude has helped me get through this trial is I was just able to recognize the hand of the Lord through it all. So the second thing was is whenever I would try to look for flights, somehow I would always find really good deals and most of them were direct flights. Now I can't find a direct flight to Salt Lake because probably all of the traveling has gone crazy because of the COVID stuff. but just then it was just awesome it was very affordable i found these easy flights i would just get on and off i would get there quickly so i could spend all my time with my mom so last christmas when we arrived we planned on coming in town and staying for a good two and a half weeks for christmas and really the day we arrived my mom ended up losing all her mobility on her right side the timing of me being able to be there physically with my dad that whole time was so helpful because this was a new thing that we were all going through and my dad always had someone else to help him with my mom before we figured out how to get others to help come and, you know, help her get dressed and go to the bathroom and we will we were all learning that too and I just was like, wow, okay. That was a blessing, even though it was also sad to see her lose that mobility just being there I was so grateful that I could help in that way you know I think back and there were just so many little things for instance my mom led a really busy life she was just always wanting to help people so we would always joke that when we came for a visit with my family we would have to just steal time with my mom but when I had these visits while she was going through her treatments um, all she could do was go on walks and take naps together and we'd watch movies together. And I just felt like we had a little more quality time, even though it felt like we didn't have as much time left, everything kind of slowed down a little bit. And I just felt so grateful to have that extra time and that it was a little slower when we came in town. For me, being able to see things little miracles and um, recognizing all the good things that were happening helped me when I felt really sad when I kind of missed being able to talk to my mom on the phone because it was just really hard for her to respond in that way or when I just missed kind of the normal things that my mom used to be able to do and it just helped buoy me up when there were also times where I was just really sad and I'll just finish up um once COVID started, I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to see my mom as regularly as we had planned. And so we went almost two months and I wasn't able to see her. But when U- Utah finally opened up, we just decided to jump in our car. We were going to be as careful as we could and we just wanted to come out and see her. And we ended up having this wonderful family trip all together. Everything just worked out so fabulously and because church was canceled we had this very spiritual, very just wonderful family soccer meeting where we all wore our testimonies, which was very sustaining, I think, for all of us. And when we went back home, I knew I had to get back one more time to see my mom because she was declining and they were, you know, thinking she would just had a couple months left. And I was really worried about how to get back when to get back if i should fly all these different things that you know the covid and everything that was happening was kind of stressed out and my daughter had just recently put it in her missionary papers and so we were waiting for those to come back and i didn't know when i should leave and they were taking longer than i thought they were going to i ended up making my arrangements and deciding to fly out on august 1st with my two youngest girls with me and the timing couldn't have been more perfect. I decided I had planned my trip to stay as long as we could before their school started, which ended up being about two and a half weeks. And I was there five days before my mom passed away. And I was there with her when she passed. And I didn't have to stress about when to get home. I had plenty of time. And so I just felt the Lord was with me the whole time. And as you go through trials, There are two ways, there's always two stories you can look at because they're they're both true. You can look at the negative and I, I think as humans, we tend to gravitate to the negative like it's a natural response of our brains. And I just think if you look and strive to look for the things that happen even daily or these little miracles that you're grateful for, you will find joy despite it being hard and an unwanted thing that is in your life and we grew so much as a family I grew so much just being grateful for the little things things like the bathroom when we started having to take her and help her go to the bathroom we just started making that super fun and after she passed that became like a sacred space for us And so you will find as you strive to look for the things you can be thankful for, your head will go there first, or it will go there a little bit sooner after you notice all the negative things that are happening. So at this Thanksgiving time, uh, I would encourage all of you, I've just recently done this, and I've been uh, doing a gratitude journal for, I don't know, about two and a half, three months, and that has really, really helped me. So I encourage you to do something to really even write down one thing you're grateful for each day, and you will notice the tiny miracles and that the Lord is in your life no matter what you're going through. All right. Have a good day, everyone. See ya. told
0: you guys she was awesome. Thank you so much, Camille, for um, sharing us just such tender experiences with your mom and your family and um, just wonderful thoughts on gratitude. Um, I'm so grateful for you and for your willingness to share those things with us. So one of my favorite talks is by Dieter F. Uchtdorf. It's called Grateful in Any Circumstances, and I will also link that in the show notes. Um, But here is one of my favorite passages. Everyone's situation is different, and the details of each life are unique. Nevertheless, I've learned that there is something that would take away the bitterness that may come into our lives. There is one thing we can do to make life sweeter, more joyful, even glorious. We can choose to be grateful no matter what this type of gratitude transcends whatever is happening around us it surpasses disappointment discouragement and despair it blooms just as beautifully in the icy landscape of winter as it does in the pleasant warmth of summer when we are grateful to god in our circumstances we can experience gentle peace in the midst of tribulation in grief we can still lift up our hearts and praise in pain We can glory in Christ's atonement. In the cold of bitter sorrow, we can experience the closeness and warmth of heaven's embrace. We sometimes think that being grateful is what we do after our problems are solved. But how terribly short-sighted that is. How much of life do we miss by waiting to see the rainbow before thanking God that there is rain? Being grateful in times of distress does not mean that we are pleased with our circumstances. It does mean that through the eyes of faith, we look beyond our present-day challenges. This is not a gratitude of the lips, but of the soul. It is a gratitude that heals the heart and expands the mind. As we go about the rest of the 2020 year and into the year 2021, It's my hope and prayer that we could all develop this attitude of gratitude that we might be able to stop and think about all the wonderful things going on in the world around us, that we might be able to share some of those positive things on social media or with our friends and families. I promise that as we do that, just like we have seen this past week with President Nelson's Give Thanks Challenge. That we will be able to see those hearts that are weighed down by sorrows and trouble be lifted because of our example and that our own hearts will be lifted because of this challenge as well i truly hope that we might be able to see the positivity in the world today thank you so much for listening Before I end this episode, I did want to take a minute to let you know that I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off. Um, There are some things just going on within my family that I need to be able to focus on my family for a little bit. And because of that, I have chosen to take the month of December off and possibly um, into the month of January. I again want to thank you guys all for your support. And I promise that I'm going to be coming back. I have some guests scheduled with just some amazing and faith-filled stories that you'll want to hear because their example and their faith, um, is something that has helped me in my life before. And I know that hearing their stories, Um, is something that can help you too. So hopefully you will be here when I am back in my second season of the Light in the Darkness podcast. Until then, I truly hope that you can be able to start to see the things that you're grateful for around you and that you will be able to find the light in your own personal darkness. And we'll see you here in 2021. Thank you guys. Bye. I want to give a special thanks to my son, Carter, for recording and writing our intro and outro music for this podcast. If you want to hear more of his music, you can find him on Instagram at carterguitar456.